I have searched high. I've searched low. I've searched near. I've searched far. And Christopher Columbus ain't got shit on me. And I've been searching really hard. You know what I've been searching for? I'm about to tell you. I have been searching for one F to be given for one drop of audacity from AOC for not inviting me to her conga line belly shot party drag race extravaganza in Miami beach over new year's weekend. Because you know what? I was in Miami over new year's weekend. Like I checked my mailbox. I checked my owl from Hogwarts. I checked everything and my invite from this bitch was nowhere to be seen. And I'm ready to go. I've been cooped up. I've been isolated, you know, like many of you and no invite, no invite to be seen from AOC. I mean, the true, the balls, the ball sacks, the ovaries, the nerves to leave me out. Okay. I'm going to take that up with her later, but until then, Okay. AOC, if you miss it, the internet is having a conniption because AOC was caught having the time of her life down in Miami. And if you don't know who AOC is, get the hell out from under your sewer. Like I'm concerned. I am concerned at this point. I have comments and I have questions. Okay. So everybody is talking about this. It's a whole big deal. It's a whole big hoopla. Okay. And I'm going to be talking today about how she, she got, she got caught. She got caught. And I'm going to explain why. And her response was like, truly so bizarre. It was sexual. It was about sexual projections, like all this stuff. Again, the audacity don't know where this came out of. Okay. Don't know. And then you have people like Candace Owens, who is on the other side of the political aisle from AOC chiming in. And if politics aren't your thing, that's fine. If you're thinking, I don't know who these broads are, this doesn't concern me. You know what, sweetheart? It does. It sure as hell does concern you because I'm going to be talking about how both of these women view sexuality. And the reason that I'm focusing on both of them is because I feel like these individuals represent kind of where we're at in terms of our divide, our mindset, like the two different extremes. Okay. Why they're both like on their bullshit new year. still on their bullshit. Okay. Where this is like, how it does impact you, how it talks about like what, what it says about us, our sexuality, our culture, like this clusterfuck yet again. And for the grand finale, how it ties into, no, I know how it ties into the broad of our time. Betty White only on cancel me, baby. Okay. Only on can- look at my cleavage is popping. It is ready to come out of the woodwork and tell you only on this show. Will we somehow manage to link AOC Candace Owens and the late great legendary Betty White. So without further ado, what happened? You're like, bitch. One less shot of espresso because you're moving a million miles a minute. Honestly, you're faster than AOC leading the conga line. My head is spinning. What happened? Okay. So AOC, 32-year-old congresswoman from New York. Okay. She has been very, let's, first of all, this isn't going to be like a whole thing about COVID and the hypocrisy, but I'm just going to really quickly get into that because it's important about why 
everybody is outraged about this and why it's a whole thing. Okay. So AOC, obviously we know that New York is in a state of like, it is a complete and utter shit show in smithereens. Yet again, COVID cases are through the roof. Like the roof is on fire and not in a cute, fun, nostalgic Nelly hot in here way. Like it is not good. I just read actually this morning that the U S just broke a record for 1 million new cases like every day, like something, it, it's not good. It's not good. All right. Especially in New York, they're doing like a max or mask, uh, sorry, vax or mask mandate. Honestly, like the tongue twisters of all this, like they have us all dazed and confused. They're saying like 20 to 30% of essential workers, like fire placement are out sick. Like it it's raging. It's a raging mess. And AOC has been on this train of very much that like virtue signaling, like I'm still going to wear my mask forever and ever after COVID and almost like, you know, attacking and talking down on states like Florida who wouldn't do mandates and wouldn't do masking like that whole, you know, that whole verbiage we've heard before, like selfish and they're not, they're denying the science and blah, blah. Meanwhile, she's been caught in a mosh pit of people literally in a, like it is a Motley Crue concert and she is the number one groupie. Okay. No mask to be seen. And then they're ready to pose. Like it's a yearbook, like a middle school yearbook photo spread that she's in a group of people. They're ready to pose. And suddenly they like put their mask on to pose. So like virtue signaling, obviously like not like that whole idea of rules for the, not for me. Right. So just to give you a little bit of context. So this is the person we're dealing with. You know, she represents New York and New York is, like I said, a complete and utter, utter shit show. So over New Year's Eve, this girl decides, you know what, of all the places that I can be vacation, like I, you know what, I can go braid Caitlyn Jenner's hair in Malibu. I can do all these things, but no, I'm going to go where to Miami. Okay. To Miami, like the place that has a bull's eye on it. Okay. For all these people being like, oh, Florida is the worst. They're not doing any mandates. They're not doing this. They don't care. Blah, blah. Okay. So she's caught first. She's caught with her boyfriend sitting outside, like drinking what looks like some kind of espresso martini. I don't know. And he is sitting there in his like open toed sandals, Birkenstocks, if you want to call them, I don't even know. And they're having a grand old time. Like they're catching those Florida rays. They're in the sunshine state. They are just there. Okay. Then she's seen basically crowd surfing at a drag brunch with Billy Porter. Who's this, who's the actor in post who I've met before. And honestly, it's like pandemic who she is a thing of the past. I never heard of her literally like she I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding. You would think again, back to the Motley Crue, like you would think she is the Motley Crue spokesperson. She is up here like giving a speech. They're rallying her up. She is living for the moment. She is acting like she just won Andrew Cuomo's Emmy that he handed like a hand-me-down Emmy. Okay. Like she is a Miss USA crowd. Like she is like the wave and everything like the queen of England could never, she is relishing in this moment. Okay. So needless to say, no fucks to be given COVID the might as well be the ghost of Christmas past. We never heard of the bitch. Okay. So number one, yes. Like again, we're, we're getting this out of the way, but the hypocrisy of all this, like people are like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like you have made it your life's mission to drive how important it is 
this messaging home of staying safe and all this and how bad the states are who aren't mandating yours is in smithereens and of all places again you choose here to vacation get a you know miami glow and have some fun in the sun you know funneling a pina colada like of all the places that's why like number one like that should concern you right because it's obviously like yet again these people clearly don't believe the own like the very things that they are setting in place for you to live by like they're not even doing it so that's like number one on the surface okay but what is even more concerning like that is nothing because what is concerning is how somebody called her out and she decides she truly decides to go down this like Freudian path of something that people never asked for, literally reached into the stratosphere and brought down this random excuse. So this man who I assume is on the right calls her out. Basically he tweets out, says, you know, if she thought mandates actually worked, she wouldn't be frolicking in Florida. And then she, he makes a joke about the boyfriend's Birkenstock looking shoes. And he says, her guy is showing his gross pale male feet in public not at a pool slash beach with hideous sandals. Oh, for two. Okay. So like, again, I know it's a thing of the past, but it's a joke. So here's what she says again, instead of being like, you know what? You're right. Not a good look. Okay. She says she goes again. I don't know what kind of psychotherapy had to happen for this to go down, but she replies, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me. They can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet, you creepy weirdos. Then she proceeds to tweet this. This is a true story, okay? I am reading, I am reading from Jack Dorsey's like dungeon of doom, okay? She says, it's starting to get old, ignoring the very obvious, strange and deranged sexual frustrations that underpin the Republican fixation on me, women, LGBT plus people in general. Sidebar, how like this is about you and a joke about your boyfriend's shoes. How LGBT people came into this, I have no idea, but OK, these people clearly need therapy, won't do it and use politics as their outlet instead. It's really weird. OK, let's just unpack this for two seconds. So this like here's an here's an analogy. OK, say you we all know a Jessica like I'm just making up Jessica, but we all knew a Jessica in high school. So Jessica was that girl who made it again her life's mission to tell you that your boyfriend Jack was the biggest piece of shit loser who needed to get off his motorcycle, who needed to quit smoking pot, to quit cheating on you. Like he was just the biggest loser who was going to ruin your life. And then it wasn't enough that she tortured you and made you like hate every day of your existence because you weren't breaking up with Jack. No, no. She then joined the student council and put flyers all over the school to make it known Jack is a loser. Don't even associate yourself with Jack because your life will be ruined. He is selfish. He's an a-hole. Okay. Rip to Jack. And then what happens? But Jessica gets caught. That's right. Jessica gets caught under the bleachers. Okay. Playing tonsil hockey with Jack. I know. Can you, the audacity of this bitch. And instead of just being like, you know what, 
that's on me. I under, not a cute look could see how that would be hypocritical and a little sidebar. Like these are messy times. And we, I'm sure I've even been hypocritical on the show because like we've already established nothing makes sense and nothing matters, but okay. So instead of just being, instead of just owning it, Jessica goes on this whole path of being like, well, you know what you guys are just so obsessed that you're just like projecting these fantasies that you have of me and Jack together. It actually didn't even really happen. Okay. You guys were just like imagining it in your mind because you're so obsessed with your fantasy with me and Jack, like honestly deranged, deranged. And like a sidebar on this, it's even people are saying like, is it hypocritical? She was outside. You don't have to be outside wearing masks. Da, da, da. You know what? That's like a whole other debate. And that could be a whole other episode, honestly, at this point, which I've seen on and I'm not going to do that. But again, it's like, that's not what this is about. It's like, just like, it's, it's, it's literally like you are so self-absorbed, right? Like forget that part, but it's like, you're so self-absorbed that you have to like go down this whole path of something about sexual frustrations and feet and therapy that have nothing to do. It's like that, that have nothing to do with why people are calling you out nothing to do with why people are calling you out. I even know people who are, you know, whatever you want to call it, leftists on her progressive, who would be like, what the fuck, bitch? You know, you had us thinking one thing. I mean, honestly, like it's that blatant. Okay. But it's like, no, remember that line. And he's just not that into you when they're like, why is the little boy pushing the little girl on the playground? And they're like, it's because he likes you. It's that idea. It's like, why are you so obsessed with me, guys? And you just want to have sex with me. And that's why you're calling me out. It's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And again, what does LGBT people have to, like, what? What does this have to do with anything? Knock it off. And honestly, isn't it a little sexist too? Because say one of her male colleagues, say one of her male colleagues or friends was in the same predicament. And she's like, this is the problem. Like, this is what I mean, where it's such a double standard. And it is quite sexist, if you ask me, because it's like if she turns around and is like, you guys are just projecting your sexual fantasies on my friend here, Bob. You know what I mean? It wouldn't go the other way. So quit playing that card. It's like you got caught and you are just coming up with these really obscure, beyond blame excuses that honestly, I think that she probably believes like it's that self-absorbed narcissism that it's like, yeah, yeah, I believe that. Like they just want me so bad that they're just going to call me out on stuff. I got, honestly, we did not sign up for this. We did not sign up for this. So what happens now, but leave it to, of course, like everything, it becomes political, right? So here's just one response that got me thinking about all this is Candace Owens. So Candace Owens now, obviously conservative commentator, talk show host, the whole thing. I've talked about her before in the time that she cock blocked me with the whole Chrissy Teigen debacle, but that is in the past, apparently like COVID is to AOC. Okay. So she responds by saying like, this is filth. This is so disgusting to even think about. And this is what got me thinking too, because it's like, okay, yes, it's silly. It's obscure. It's a little sad, it's self-obsessed. It's definitely narcissism, but it's like, I've seen worse. I've seen more filthy. I've seen worse. Like I've seen more disgusting. You know what I mean? And that's where that whole like prudish thing of like the uptight, I guess, like Candace Owens comes in. Right. So there's that whole idea, but it really got me thinking about like both of them, how they have, I feel like this just shows how they have like such warped views 
of sex and sexuality. So let's dive into this a little more. Like we are swan diving backwards into the drag crowd that AOC so thoroughly enjoyed in Miami without me this weekend. And like, I, 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 it's pretty clear, but I'm a good time, bitch. Like, honestly, your loss. Okay. So here's the thing. All right. So let's talk about AOC before we get into Candace Owens, because what's literally going to blow your mind from here to Chinatown is that I think that they have more in common than you would think. So AOC, so here's my problem with her. And this is like, what, as if they're hard enough. No, I went back and I did my homework and I did my research. And I looked at all the times she talked about women and feminism or women's sexuality, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And my problem with her is that she makes everything clearly with this exhibit A is she makes everything about like the patriarchy is to blame women are victims at literally every little thing. And I've talked about this even in the last few episodes, but my problem, and it's so weird that this is like the politically incorrect thing to say, like it's politically correct to be like, yeah, the patriarchy runs the show and women are victims. And if you stand up against that, it's like, oh, oh, you can't know. And it's such bullshit. And the reason here's why that it's bullshit is because if you are thinking that you already are disempowering yourself, like if you are an intern, if you are here, if you are there, if you're already putting yourself in that mindset and you're thinking to yourself, somebody's going to be sexist today. Somebody's going to be misogynistic today. Somebody, you are already holding yourself back. Like you are already taking away your own power. And that's what I can't stand about it. It's terrible. So here are just some examples. Okay. And AOC herself, and this again, could be a whole other dissertation, but she said last year that she herself is an assault survivor. Okay. And it came out when the whole January 6th thing happened again, I'm not going to get into that. It's a whole other thing. Like who's got the time, not downplaying that like her story her, is her story. Her truth is her truth, but just keep that in your back pocket. Okay. So here are some examples. Like when the whole Kavanaugh thing was going on here, there is a tweet that she had. She said something like, oh God, I can't stand it. She said, it's always women who are marginalized. She said, young, intern, immigrant, trans. That's what she said. And she also has such a like handmaid's tale dystopian view of the state of affairs of men and women. Like even with the whole abortion stuff going on, she says it's like people's way of owning women's sexuality, right? So you get the idea. Like there's always this underlying theme of like women are marginalized, they're put down, they're property, they're owned. And it's very like bleak. But at the same time, here's what's confusing to me. It's like, are you really having the backs of women though? Because at the same time, this is the person who is like, Okay, all menstruating persons. Like she literally won't even say menstruating women because she's like, no, other people can menstruate. And it's like, well, gee, thanks a lot, bitch. Thanks a lot. Like, again, you know how I feel about all of this. I've talked about it in the last couple episodes, but it's like, thanks a lot. And also, I haven't heard this girl say one good thing about being a woman. Like, let's just talk about that. Everything is like, I am the handmaid's tale. I am Elizabeth Moss. I am a sex slave. Like nothing is like 
the joys or what is good or powerful about being a woman. No, it's all like, oh man, like the patriarchal da da da. And that's what makes me think, okay? In terms of like expressing yourself sexually, I'm like, I don't know. Cause while this girl is over here being like, yes, you know, non-binary this, that, you know, I saw something the other day, she, she tweeted and it was like two spirited, literally two, the number two spirited. Like, I think this is a new vernacular. I think this is the new woke slang. Try it is lightning speed, honestly, Godspeed to figure it out. But you know, so she's here for, you would think in theory, the sexual quote liberation of all these groups of people. Hence like hanging with Billy Porter at a drag, at a drag brunch, which by the way, I'm sure was a fucking blast. Like I would have been there again, first in line. However, it makes me think like, are you really here to be in the corner of women because you're so woke that you blend women with everybody else. Hence in these tweets about your boyfriend's Bir- lame Birkenstocks that you somehow made into women and LGBT plus people. Like it blends us all together. And it even makes me think like sexually, right? Say if a woman is like sexually expressing herself, I almost feel like AOC would be like, well, it's not really, it would be like putting themselves down or something. Or it's like, I feel like she'd almost be like, it's a patriarchal like projection that a woman, uh, you know, of a, like a beauty standard and of a, what, what a woman is supposed to be that the woman is feeding into. And she doesn't really want to do it. And she's being put down and she's just feeding into this male, like projection fantasy of what a woman should be. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, do you really have the, like, what are you even fighting for at this point? I'm confused. Like besides your boyfriend's feet, like I I'm concerned. Okay. And it's also like, if you are taking a joke and getting called out on this and you're making it into this whole thing, like hold up a mirror, like mirror, mirror, honestly, like what a snow white moment, because what does that say about you? Like what is going on deep down in there that this is where your mind goes. Okay. So what now? Okay. So let's talk about Candace Owens. So Candace Owens is like quite the opposite. Now, this is somebody who of course is obviously very vocal about women and women's issues. Now let's talk. So as we have AOC who like in her mind, every single woman who ever breathed and walked the planet is a victim. Now, Candace Owens, she has come out and she's talked about me too in the, she says it's, it makes women look stupid, weak, inconsequential, and that it made, um, instead of like an empowering thing for women, it made sexual assault a trend. Now, this is something like the next issue I'm going to get into that, you know, I've also have discussed. And while I'm not totally on board, how she's like, it is all trash. Bye. I do see the complications and the complexities and the dichotomy, like on one end of it, you know how I feel about it. It was good to empower women and allow them to stand up. But on the other, I do think that it's turned into something it wasn't originally supposed to be. And this is coming from me who saw it happen from Hollywood from its beginnings. You know what I mean? How it's now become this witch hunt, how people get destroyed over merely an allegation, um, how it could ruin men's lives. Like now it's just become this whole thing. So in some ways I agree, but also how she's just goes so like raw dog and rogue. And she's just like, nope, utter trash. Right. And I do agree with her because she has said like, it takes away from real victims of rape, which I have said that too, because like you get the whole hoopla of someone who may or not be telling the truth. And then you have real victims over here who like get ignored and that's not okay. So in that vein, I agree with her, but again, she's just going for it. Like rogue the whole way. So beyond me too, though, and beyond, beyond the whole victim thing, she talks a lot about women, um, you know, like taking their clothes off again, something that, you know, I have very, very 
mixed feelings on the whole idea of like women showing their bodies and the plastic surgery and the Instagram models and all of this. Okay. So, you know how I feel like I feel mixed because I don't like how it's impacting young women, obviously to feel like they have to do all this and like show themselves to the world on Instagram like this all the time. Like they can't be, you know, pining over Justin Timberlake, kissing his poster in their room, masturbating with their lava lamp. No, now it has to be like, they have to show themselves in a certain way to the whole world. That's what I don't like. But on the other end of it, I'm like, okay, women who, you know, do go this path, say of like the IG model, it's like, I'm not going to knock their hustle. And then that in and of itself, you know, I feel like a whole thing because is it the faster route to success perhaps? But are you going to knock it if you're not going to do it? You know, I've grappled with this a lot on this show because it's that idea of like not doing it is the harder path, right? But the thing with Candace Owens is she acknowledges this too, but she puts them down. So she says women who do this devalue themselves. She talks about this akin to literally prostitution, literally prostitution. Okay. And she's like, you don't need to take your clothes off in order to be heard. This is prostitution. And every woman I know who does this is miserable. And here's the difference between, cause obviously Candace Owens in this conservative mindset, people like her are very, very like traditional and, and that's okay. Right. But my problem is how are you going to be out here saying that every single one of them is miserable? You don't know that. And that's the difference between you know, my mindset and hers. I'm like, listen, to each their own. Is there problems? Like, do I think there are problems with it? And would I necessarily do it? Like, no, I wouldn't necessarily do it. And yes, I think there are problems with it, but I'm not going to be out here being like every single one of them is a prostitute. They hate themselves and they are miserable. Like how do you don't know that you don't know that. And the thing too, is like, why is it okay for it to be solely your way? So say women are taking their clothes off, whether it be to get ahead career wise, whether it be to, you know, financially or to get attention or to get eyeballs or followers. And that could be, you know, provocative physically, but Candace Owens, you're over here verbally being provocative, right? Like saying things that are going to be like, Oh shit, turn heads, get people talking. And so really just because they're two different like mediums of stirring, like being a shit stir, if you will, and stirring pot. See, like me, I do both. So I'm just really fucking full steam ahead. Like no holds bar gonna kind of take all my options. No, but why is your way the only way? Like, why is that way the only way? Do you see what I'm saying? They're both ways of almost like getting the same outcome, but your way is like the better, more righteous, more respectable way. And that's something to think about. It's like, well, isn't it in the end, the same thing, right? So, you know, where Candace Owens stands. And what's also very interesting. I was watching a video by this sexologist. Her name is Shan Booty. And she talks about, how, it's B-O-O-D-Y. Okay, so I don't know if the pun is intended, but either way, marketing mastermind. And she actually talks about how, you know, Candace Owens will say things like, you know, women and men are meant to be like this nuclear family and women aren't meant to be like sex slaves showing their bodies. And the traditional route is more healthy in the way to go and what we were designed for. And she talks about how actually the sexologist, she's like, believe it or not, these traditional women are actually the ones having a harder time like settling down and finding men, whether it be because they're not putting themselves in the right situation, they're not educated enough on like how to get that, you know, D, whatever it is, like the D that they need that they so choose. So that's something to think about too. It's like, don't knock it. 
don't knock it. Don't knock the other side unless you know, because you might not know. You know what I mean? And my last thought on this too, before we conclude today, like before we conclude class, before I give you your syllabus, before I give you a pop quiz. So I hope you have been taking mental notes. Like, yes, we're going to do a sexy little student teacher role play. And I hope you're ready. But it got me thinking too, like, because Candace Owens has talked about how important she's talked about first wave feminism. So that's feminism in terms of like women having jobs outside of like baking banana bread, being able to vote. And obviously those things are important to her because this bitch is pounding the pavement day after day. Like she obviously thrives being a businesswoman, being in the spotlight, all this. But if you're not, it makes me think it's like, okay, but, but would she, would she be okay with where we were sexually as women in that time? Like say in the fifties. Right. And Maybe she would, honestly, maybe she would, but it makes me think, think about where we would be. Like, maybe it's just not important to her and people like her, but think about where we would be. Okay. I was looking funny enough last night after I was prepping for this episode, I saw an Instagram post and it talked about how in the 19, like forties or fifties, I'll pop it up here, but how the bikini was just introduced and how in places like France, it was accepted, but in places like Italy, which like how my ancestors, like the audacity yet again, but like taking out of AOC's audacity cup, they weren't like so warm to it at first. So when women walked down the beach with a bikini, they would get ticketed and find like literally all this shit. Right. So it makes you think it's like Candace Owens. Do you like wearing a bikini in a bathing suit. I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but think about where we would be culturally. Think about like the art and, you know, movies and all these things of women being fully realized, whether it be like intellectually, sexually, all these things. Right. I mean, I could think of movies off the top of my head, like the movie hustlers, never forget like JLo stripper routine in the beginning is my nighttime lullaby night after night. I talked about this too recently, but sex in the city, how groundbreaking it was, right? For the way that women so openly in a mainstream way talked about sex and sexuality, like unprecedented, right? But it goes on and on. I even Googled last night, a list of women who did full frontal in movies. And it was like 30, it was like a solid, like 30 deep list. And a lot of, I was like, damn, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I have a hard time believing that all of them like regretted it or hated it. I bet, like, I can tell you from you know, posing nude for Playboy. I I can tell you, I guarantee you that most of them felt so like empowered and liberated and, you know, excited and strong. You know what I mean? So it's, it doesn't have to be all of us, but it is a part of us. So I think about where we would like literally the cavemen we would be if sexual freedom wasn't a thing for women. And we all had this mindset, like, no, it's filth. It's trash. It's disgusting. Okay. So this gets me thinking to the finale, right? To the finale. Do these broads have more in common? I mean, I know on the surface, it, it, they couldn't be like more, like they couldn't be further away. Right. And I think most of us, like, like I do fall somewhere in the middle where it's like, girls, are you okay? Like, are you all right? But think about it. Okay. So they're both in their like little boxes and they both like get so like defensive and reactive right away. Right. And both of them think that each one is like the moral high ground. Like this is the okay way to be like to be in this sorority. But here's what's interesting. Notice how both of them, when it comes to sexuality, have somebody else to blame or like someone to blame. And it's like, neither of them can just be like, yeah, owning it and like 
having a good time with it, feeling powerful by it, feeling like a more self-actualized, realized woman. No, Candace Owens blames women because she's like, it's filth. And then she, and she does like, she blames society. She's like, it's sad. It's sad that our society has made Kylie Jenner, you know, alter our entire body and pick and choose. Like she's picking off of the Chipotle bar, like the things that's going to go in her burrito bowl. Like, honestly, like picking all these options of how she's going to change her appearance today. She's like, it's sad. But she does. And I agree with I agree with a lot of that, too, obviously, as you know, but so she'll blame like society and she'll blame the women themselves being like, this is you're a prostitute, sweetheart. Okay, and you have AOC over here, like I said, blaming the patriarchy, everything to her is patriarchal. Everything is like this is this rules and the standards they've set. And we're either oppressed by it or we're fallen victim to it or we're just feeding right into it. And it makes me wonder, like, do either of you actually have the backs of and for women to be, to like explore and be in their power in all ways, like not just the way you think. And that's what brings me to my last point here is how both of them, it's almost like two sides of the same coin. Like they are both so entitled. And I'm like, what does this say about like our generation and women and where we're at? Because notice with both of them, it's such a like narcissistic, self-absorbed way of looking at the world. Both of them are like, this is the way to be. And so you better move it or lose it. Get lost if you don't fall in line. And it's like, well, people, it doesn't have to be your way. People can live their lives in a way that you don't live your life. And that's cool if it works for you, but it may not work for them. You know what I'm saying? That entitlement, the entitlement, right? of Candace Owens thinking every girl who decides to show her body is miserable just because they're not living their lives like she is. The entitlement of AOC getting called out and instead of owning it, making it into some foot fetish of Sigmund Freud's fantasies, like entitlement. And why is this problematic? I mean, think about it on the whole. It's pretty obvious, like when you look at it, because you're like, we're all just going to be a bunch of assholes, like running around, but really think about it. Like what happens when we all exist in this world of like my way of thinking is the only way my way of living. Otherwise you are straight trash. And like kind of a funny example of this, I feel like is it, guys bear with me, but also you've probably seen it and have it memorized show. So don't try to fool me, sweetheart. But that moment in mean girls, when Katie Heron is a mean girl. And she is called out by Janice and Damien. And they're like, you are a bitch. And instead of like owning it, because this girl has self-destructed and has single-handedly destructed everyone around her. Okay. From becoming a mean girl, trying to take down the mean girl, Regina George. But the point is she's called out on her bullshit and she turns around and says, what? It's not my fault. You're so obsessed with me. It's that idea. It's that it's like the AOC again. Like you are just so obsessed with me. You jerk off to me so much. Your sock couldn't handle it anymore. So you had to take it to Twitter. It's like, really, really? So what happens? It's like, there's no accountability. Like talk about the woke is all about like accountability and this and that. And it's like, if we go around acting like this, we're just gonna like destroy ourselves and each other. And no one will have the capacity to look inward and be like, yeah, huh? Maybe it is me. Maybe I am an asshole. Like maybe, maybe I am not the center of my own universe and things outside of my orbit actually exist, even though I'm tanning with a pina colada on my own rings of Saturn, like maybe things outside of you exist. So I don't want to be in a world where everybody just goes around doing whatever the fuck they want 
talk about, whoa, whoa. I mean, did I like, did I just change sides? Did I just convert? Like what happened? But really, I don't want to live in a world where people are just assholes or think how they think and they can't be held accountable or look up to a mirror at any point in time. Like what a shit show. Okay. So this brings me lastly to Betty White. Now, Betty White, like leave it to Betty White and leave it to Britney Spears to be the only people in history I've said this before that both sides can come together on, can agree on, can rally behind. Now, Betty White, 99 comedy TV entertainment legend passed away New Year's Eve. Like, of course, 2021 had to twist the knife. We didn't suffer enough. So it was going to make us remember until the stroke of midnight, okay? The misery. So what did they do? They kill poor Betty White. But I have seen people from all sides of the aisle just be completely distraught by Betty White because she was America's sweetheart. Just that person everybody could get behind, like funny and pure and a go-getter and an awesome fucking woman and just iconic, okay? And so here is a quote. This is why I bring it to Betty White. And when I think about the general generational differences, because she always talks about how she had to like work so hard to make it in the business She just doesn't seem like she was unlike these girls, someone who was so entitled. That's my point. She talks about how people always told her she wasn't photogenic and how she just like never gave up. She kept pounding the pavement. She kept going for it. And she didn't care how many times she was told no. Now, this is a quote by hers just a couple of years ago. I think it was like 2018. And she responds to people calling her a legend. And here's how non-entitled and humbled Betty White was. She said, I just laugh. Have I got them fooled? And look at how far she got. She is watching these bitches and she is rolling in her grave. And in a world of all of these crazy bitches, I'm going to encourage you to be as humble and as badass and as truly legendary as the Betty White.